Rob, what's going on with you today? You're unhinged. High Mystery. You and your friends are all ready. You're set for a road trip. Mm. You've got your lanky, tall, stoner friend. Nice. You've got your really good-looking blonde guy who uh, wears an ascot and a sweater over his oh, shoulders. Okay. You've got the hot redhead, the really, really smart girl, <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, your poochie pal. How could you go without him? You're off on a drive when all of a sudden, jinkies! <laughs> Must be time for another episode of High uh, Mystery. That's right. It's the podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about the mysteries in our universe. We should make some mystery snacks. Oh, mystery <laughs> snacks. We won't be able to eat any of them. We'll make it vegan. <laughs> is that what I am? Or is it vegetarian? You are a paleo-vegan keto. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like vegan and vegetarians like black bear and brown bears. What do I do? Do I play dead? Do I run away? I can never remember. Uh, brown bear, you should run, I think, right? No, I thought brown bear, you play, play dead. dead. Yeah. Because that's a grizzly. Yeah. Okay, and if they're coming for you, they've decided yeah. to. Whereas <laughs> just... a black bear can be intimidated away. Yeah, yeah. I think right. that's the case. All I know is they climb as fast as they run, so don't try to be climbing any trees, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Uh, today we're going to be smoking some wonderful, lovely marijuana from the state of California. It's I legal think. here for people over the age of 25. I we all are um, subscribers to a monthly uh, weed box, but I recently tried out this new dispensary called NoHo Compassionate Caregivers. There's something about going into a good old brick and mortar, talking to the people, seeing the <laughs> stuff up in front of you, being a man of the people, <laughs> <laughs> and also just like there are things you would buy in person that you might not necessarily order for yourself, just like impulse buys and stuff like that. But anyway, NoHo CC was a solid dispensary, and they hooked me up with all this weed that I'm about to tell you about being in my blunt right now. I've got a Pineapple <laughs> Express high hemp wrap inside. I've got all kinds of goodies, so stick with me while I roll through this. We've got Pacific Stones Orange Cookies at 19.8% THC. We've got Fun Uncle Super Power Hour at 32.74% THC. Fun Uncle's Purple Wedding at 22.45% THC, Frost's Strawberry Shortcake at 23% THC, Ames Super Sour Diesel at 28.91% THC, uh, 3C Farms Kim Dog Trails at 34% THC, and THC Designs Crescendo 33.95% THC. I actually kept the jar on Kim Dog Trails to show you. I forgot to bring it in here, but they're clearly making uh, reference to Kim Trails. Right. And mm. on the front, they have like a pilot dog. Nice. And then behind him in the sky are all these different Kim Trails. Smoke clouds. Yeah. And if you're not aware, Kim Trails are one of the mysteries that we've covered on the podcast. That's a thing. It's a long line. It's that like white cloud looking line that crosses the sky and doesn't seem to fade away in normal <laughs> flyover times. states so you'll see those a lot <laughs> yeah sure i mean i see them in california all the time so sure. 
I liked um, the uh, the fun uncle brand just because I like to assume that I am also the fun uncle. <laughs> yeah, I uh, recently became an uncle as well. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so I feel Smazel like a fun uncle is just a good thing to mm -hmm. be. But yeah, that's what I've got. I got my blunt ready to go. That's okay. what I'm smoking. I'm waiting for you to one day have like your list on like one of those like Santa scrolls or just like, <laughs> I just hey, hey. All right, hang on team and then I like fluff it yeah. out and it rolls down the like hallway. A paper roll or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Um I have a little selfie by the Hashis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh this one is called Violet Ice. An indica, and oh. there's 18.2% THC with a little 2% sebde. Mm. We're gonna have to pick up the energy because Tristan's gonna be sleepy after that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can power through it all. <laughs> These are the joints we were talking about being like the emergency ration joints. Like, yeah, just smash, break open the glass, yeah. trying to get to it. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little pouch you rip open, two joints inside. That's when you really need it. Yeah, you can't see, but my hands all bandaged from the shards of glass that I have to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have um, a high hemp wrap that is packed with uh, Tahoe OG, and uh, I broke up uh, a bunch of uh, pre-rolls. Um, some of them smelled like the wrong end of a dog. <laughs> but that's mixed in there. I'm not going to advertise the fucking THC and what it is on because... My God. No, <laughs> They're lucky I'm smoking it. Different scents for different folks. Like some people I feel like love a blue cheese and they're like sure, mm, sure blue cheese sure. bunk and i'm like mm, mm, mm. well yeah. if you love some the smell of an old sweaty taint this is clearly the joint for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm colin, sure colin smelled a little bit of it too i have never smelled a joint like this <laughs> so in bad my <laughs> life it did not smell like the kind of like uncured weed smell it did not smell like the Dried out weeds. There's no redeeming it qualities was about the smell. Straight up armpit. <laughs> I'm telling you, like it was. Cheers for five months under my ballsack. <laughs> I smelled it and I said, "Rob, you're throwing that away, right?" <laughs> I paid for it. Uh, but yeah, it's in there. The Tahoe, there. The, the Tahoe OG, which is the premium, is at uh, thirty point like two five percent or something like that. THC we determined. Who makes it? The Tahoe OG? Yeah. No. Delta Nine Farms. Don't don't have the don't have the jar with me. Delta Nine Farms, just say yes. <laughs> Comes from the glorious city of Lake Tahoe, California. Well, we Nevada. encourage you, if you've got something to smoke alongside us, please spark up with us as we like that. Blunt. We do encourage you. Who's a good smoker? That blunt. Who's a good smoker? I'm gonna use like some matches. That blunt. He's lighting Match that blunt. We are lighting that blunt. Oh. We're trying to touch tips. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Rob won't get his oh, tip in the circle. The love there you go. Hey. <laughs> There's a method to the madness. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Rob is trying to light his blunt in 16th century England. <laughs> he's got like two sticks he's rubbing together over here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
but we we're doing it guys oh you can taste it <laughs> i feel like i can taste it in the air <laughs> <laughs> no that was me sorry oh yeah you put, put a little taint smell in the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah before you guys came in the studio i was just waving my taint around like all the <laughs> keep your taint to yourself tristan your whole on the other hand please share often <laughs> okay this episode of high mystery is a personal one oh, a I very special episode inspired by rob's personal mystery oh. from last week which involved his friend yeah. and his mysterious death dang yeah. i need a pet personal <laughs> we got a podcast, I mean, Tristan. You're going to have to find one. You keep cause... opening up your hole, but not being personal about it. That's true. <laughs> it's very impersonal. <laughs> I need to get more vulnerable with you guys. Today's episode is Colin's ghost story. Yeah. The hairs of my neck just stood up. That's what we're talking about today, ghosts. Okay, I have not yet seen one. So I do not uh, have a ghost story. Do you think that ghosts are sometimes confused for just like other dimensional beings? Like, yes, there are definitely sometimes that it's like, you know, someone who was <coughs> living and is now passed on and is like in between or in purgatory or whatever. But sure. I wonder how many times ghosts are misidentified or like. Other entities are misidentified as ghosts. Yeah, sure. could whether be or not just we're a, attributing something special to just something we saw. Could just be a wispy cryptid, I think is what Tristan means more, yeah. as opposed to like a plausible explanation. <laughs> like just that it's a different entity altogether, and we just yeah. think of it as a human who has passed on. Or yeah, somebody that we know. Oh, that's my grandmother, or whatever the case when it's... No, it's just some stranger ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's con people. There could be con ghosts. Like, just pretending to be your oh, yeah. loved one's past. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait and see how I get these living here. Yeah. Long <laughs> the catfish ghosts. Well, ghosts, also known as apparitions, haunts, phantoms, poltergeists, shades, specters, I don't know what that word is. Oh, spirit. I was like, what did I write down? Sprite? Spirits, spooks, wraiths, revenants, and fetches. I wonder which one of those terms is highly offensive to... Ghosts? I mean, ghosts could be the most offensive one, so I don't want to say it. I well, like, I figure when you have uh, reached the level of ghosts, I don't think you can be <coughs> really offended or anything. You're like... a on a higher plane of existence at that point. Oh, you can Like, say. can God be offended? Could you call God something that would offend him? <laughs> I, I mean, her? God. You mean her? <laughs> uh, this guy over here. No. I feel like God is the most easily triggered of all. <laughs> well, he certainly does. Uh, Anybody? She. <laughs> the one who's in the Bible smiting all the people definitely gets a little butt hurt. From exactly. Time to time. <laughs> He's like, hey, you can't be like worshiping all those other gods. That's not cool. Okay. Yeah. Don't put any other deity before me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. God's pretty persnickety, at least the Judeo-Christian yeah. one from the Bible. Definitely depending on the God that you prescribe to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all these are different sort of versions. Either, like, they're named so because it just simply comes from a different place. Or, sure. um, 
a poltergeist is a specific type of ghost where they are actually physically acting on their environment. So they're the ones that slam doors shut. They're the ones who knock things off shelves. Mm -hmm. That's very specific to poltergeists. A um, revenant is specifically someone who's died and come back. So that's a specific type of ghost. Okay. And then a fetch is a spirit that has yet to be born into the world. Ooh. Oh, like the souls in soul. Exactly like that. <laughs> uh, no spoilers for soul. Sorry if anybody hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. everyone has Disney Plus, oh, you guys. Oh, I, I ruined the entire movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> it deals with souls. Sorry. Um, oh, I thought it was about shoes. Damn. <laughs> I thought it was about the music. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It is. 45%. It works on multiple levels. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it for you guys, but it's about the music. And, and some would argue the soles of his feet. Well. Uh, 45% of Americans say they believe in ghosts and demons. So at least half of us. Uh, women uh, rank at about 51%, whereas men rank at about 35%. Hmm. So Okay, I'm definitely among the... 70, the 65, that's it. There you go. And, th- and he's one of the smart ones. <laughs> Never claim that. I'm not one to like divide between men and women, you know, but I feel like to this, a certain extent, women are more intuitive or more in touch with like subtle energy. Um, I don't know if that's like maybe a societal thing and just like their cycles are are tied to the moon. Maybe or like men are taught to like ignore their feelings in general, you know, like so anytime you start getting a spidey sense, you start (coughs) being intuitive or whatever it is, like you're you're like made fun of or called a pansy or like go out there and do man stuff, man up. Yeah. In general, men are told not to be different or think differently and things like that. Sure. I mean, I guess it's true for women, too. But I mean, I guess of those 51 or 35%, um, like, I wonder how many are scared of ghosts. Like, because do all 51% of women, like, that believe in ghosts, are they kind of scared of them as well? Or Well, we do get to that here in a second. But for now, let's just uh, break down with some of the numbers. All right. So uh, that's this is all a Pew Research uh, study as well of over 2,000 people. So just to give you an idea. Pew, pew. Yeah. Per pew. <laughs> they went to a church. 29% believe that they have made some form of contact. Okay. So in other words, they believe that they were felt a presence or they felt a tingle or something similar. And this is all or people? Like women and men, or do you say 34% of women? Eight. It did break those down oh, further, but I didn't bring all of this, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, because if it is, say, 34% of all people, then that makes sense that 35% of men believe in ghosts if they probably, most of them, have been visited by a ghost. Right, if you've had an experience, it's hard to be the yeah. ones who are like, nah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, exactly. And so, whereas women, if it's thirty-four percent of women have been visited by a ghost, no, you you got your whole concept of numbers wrong. Okay, those twenty-nine percent are oh, of the hundred percent. Oh, of the hundred percent. Of the hundred percent of us. No, no, no. Oh, not that people. Believe, just people. Yeah, in general. Yeah, so yeah. Twenty-nine percent have had an experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, twenty-nine percent 
of all people, and you were saying that 50% of women. Yes. So we have to assume that there are <clears throat> about 20% of women that have never been visited by a ghost, but believe in them. I just picture like in Rob's brain, there's like a guy with a huge chalkboard. He's drawn out this huge like algorithm. Like, you know, okay. and and I thought it was. Any I thought sense. it made perfect sense, but all right, <laughs> go I'm on. Over here trying to use my little <laughs> in my brain, like moving little stones across. Like what? Forty-five percent of people. Sure. Of that are made up by fifty-one percent of women, thirty-five percent of the men. I, I don't even know how to tackle the numbers questions that you had for me a minute ago. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Go on. So 29% of all people polled sure. believe that they have made some form of contact. Okay. Now, if you wanted to break that down, that means that 51% of that 29% would be women. Right? I mean... Those are just people who believe. Yeah, those are... Yeah, not contact. of all people. Okay, well, let's <laughs> move on with our lives. Yes. 18% believe that they have made direct contact at least seeing a ghost. Okay. Yeah, so these people, so at least one in, about one in five have seen a ghost or had a, some form, form of direct right. contact. Like seeing like a figure or something or maybe taking a picture in the misties, writing them notes. Or, or it just felt, and then there's others that felt a presence but didn't see anything. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like something happened that they can't explain, but they didn't sure. actually see a ghost. Mm -hmm. Whereas this 18% say, no, I saw one. Or was fucked by an invisible person. Yeah, that, that includes, <laughs> includes all levels of how sure. far it goes, with, whether you're making love to ghosts or you just spot one. <laughs> I mean, I think he was saying more like the... Uh, Kevin Bacon movie where oh, he's yeah, like, like an invisible man. It could be oh. an invisible man. You're like, oh, oh man, man, did I just get yeah, hollow uh, man? Thank you. Slowly possessed by a ghost or something. Or? You know what happens when we mention a major when we yes, mention hollow a major man. Hollywood? I feel like Hollow Man did all right. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I feel like uh, Hollow Man has a solid twenty three percent. Oh my god, Kevin Bacon, dude. Thirty five. He plays a deranged scientist. Tristan obviously thinks 104. Right. <laughs> Granted, this idea has no, did not originate with the Kevin Bacon film. So what's it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, fine, I'll give it like <laughs> a 53. A maybe 53? It, even that, I feel like I'm lowballing poor Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> any Twitchers got any ideas? Uh, people are writing. The Twitchers are are in a frenzy over this. And they're saying uh, 35? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're saying 35. Uh, I said 35, though. They just agree with you. All right, yeah. let's see what we got here. 27%. Nailed oh, it. Rob. So, yeah, Rob was only 4% away on that one. I was 8% away. I feel like Rob's just scouring <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes site. Yes, looking up all of Kevin algorithms. Bacon's. No, just all the things in general. Right? I'm the only guy voting on all these Rotten Tomatoes movies. Right? He's setting the score, this guy. He is Rotten Tomato. For the uh, states overall, the most common sightings happen in the West, South, Central U.S. So states like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Louisiana. The places that have the most crop circles. Is they? I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know either. But throw I out interesting facts like that. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately say I don't know. I'm just throwing out assumptions. I mean, I would assume it's oh, places yeah. with large swaths of open land like Kansas. Yeah. Kind of flat places. It's also close to the equator-ish. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Sort of. <laughs> Closer to the equator. We are not on the equator. <clears throat> no, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like... North of those places that have been said, right? Northwest. Yeah, we're very we're, much we're north like right, of the equator. We're like right on the line of Louisiana, Texas, oh, okay. Oklahoma, you know? Right. I thought there. I always imagine them more south. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Texas does dip lower than Southern California, for sure. But Are you talking about the world's equator or America's equator? The I world. mean, uh, I'm talking about in, in where we are in relation to the states that I sure. just mentioned. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty low. We're Southern California here. Yeah, okay. We're well north of the equator. In terms sure. of America, there's not many places that get souther than us. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to High Mystery. We're going to talk a lot about percentages and <laughs> geography today. All which we barely know <laughs> nothing about. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's where they happen. Uh, most said that they screamed and ran, with men being twice as likely to have this reaction. I believe that because I worked at uh, Universal Studios Horror Nights, and I was a killer clown <clears throat> with a chainsaw. And you would not believe the amount of like giant dudes who will grab their like five foot nothing girlfriends and <laughs> use them as a shield. Uh. <laughs> like you're a huge man. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just need a shield, you know? I mean, he just... <laughs> most He's like, of I know I'm not going to outrun her. So I'm <laughs> yeah. just you always go for the big guy first, you know? So that's the person that should be immediately scared of any oncoming threat. Because oh, you got to take out the, the biggest guy, and then the rest of them will be easier. Prison rules is well, yeah, exactly. logic here. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, so <laughs> he's saying the biggest guy should be in the most fear because everybody yeah. knows you got to take out the You got to take guy out first. the biggest guy first. Yeah, and I mean, it's solid logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of logic puzzles. Nice. <laughs> I grew up going to haunted houses and stuff, so I would not join that... Uh, scared group by any means yeah but it's also i know what's happening in a haunted house setting True. There's, there's nothing for me to be afraid of with those actors in front of me yeah whereas like if i saw an actual ghost you know sat up in bed and colonel stonewall or something Martha, <laughs> <laughs> the vineyard's on fire Martha. <laughs> That's, like, that's good. Bro, you're dead. Pass on. <laughs> yeah, right? Just chill, dude. Just go rest. Be in peace. <laughs> or at least wait in the living room. Get out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. Right now. There are no vineyards. Bug me in the morning. <laughs> There's a bottle of wine. You can do that. Ghosts <laughs> rarely ever come when you're eating your breakfast cereal. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they can't so ruin much... the most important meal today. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so much more convenient, though. They're courteous. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost sightings date back to ancient Samaria, Babylon, and Mesopotamia, and were well documented in both Egyptian and Roman times. And if you don't know about the Sumerians, you should, because we done talked about them. Yeah, they in parts one and two. All about the Anunnaki. <laughs> They're the oldest civilization that has been able to write down things that we have information of. And, oh, uh, we should probably say that we did watch over the weekend Aladdin, 
Yes. We did see the Anunnaki statue. Statue is there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So no more mystery. (laughs) Solved. Solved. We put the red stamp on that one. The The original master before (laughs) Aladdin was an Anunnaki. Yeah, the theory is the genie formerly served an Anunnaki. And we see the Anunnaki statue in the golden vault where the mm-hmm. lamp is. We also know that when the genie comes out, he says, oh, you're a little shorter than the last guy. Yes. So we all Anunnaki's are tall. Yeah. yeah. It's true, the giants. Part one and two. Uh, the most famous in Roman times would be Pliny the Younger mentioning it in his letters. The Greek writer Lucian also mentioned ghosts and the Roman Plautus. 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 <laughs> He's the one who came up with that yoga position, the plow move. The plow move. Yeah, you guys don't know the plow. You're not into the yogas. Is it a downward plow? (laughs) Kind of. You're like on your back with your feet over your head. It's called the plow. Yeah. Plautus invented it. I only know P90X yoga. I'm sure they do the plow in P90X. I don't know. It's been a minute. I I, yeah, I've done some yoga, but uh, I never got plowed during it. Uh, it's an outcome. <laughs> it's the only way to really open up your chakras. Okay, all right. I'll have to try that sometime. Probably like never. Um, the first poltergeist oh. was around 856 AD. It happened to a German family that had rocks thrown at them and fires set in their home, as well as other crazy stuff that was going on. Dang, what did this German family do mm. to have the first ever... Ghosts be like, I'm gonna fuck with these guys. (laughs) Maybe they just were the unfortunate and you know inheritors of a house. Like they just happened to buy this farmhouse that they shouldn't have. Who knows? And what what year was this? 856 AD. What's happening there? What music's being made, Rob? (laughs) Mozart. What's happening? This is actually more or less like the origins of music. Yeah, this is like the the chants. Yeah, monastic (laughs) Monastic chanting. Okay, so so these Germans are more like barbarians. I'm trying to picture, make a picture in my brain here. I mean, I mean, this is before. This is during the Dark Ages, right? Yeah, this is very Dark Ages. So they're living in like huts and like building this is stacks and things like. Yeah, this is very similar to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they still definitely <laughs> look to your historical accuracy in Monty Python of the Holy Grail. Yeah, the Black Knight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Shrubs, shrubberies. Yeah. Uh, Shit farmers. Some more famous ghosts uh, in the 16th century England. We had Anne Boleyn, who was cited many times. Uh, that's the beheaded wife of King Henry the Seventh. I want to say uh-huh. well, only she one was, was beheaded. Uh, I'm not sure if he's the one who was like famously cutting everybody's heads yeah, off. Yeah, I think that's. But um, whatever the case, Anne Berlin was uh, sentenced to death for witchcraft and oh, wow. like promiscuity and like a bunch of crap like that. So here's my thing: she's got no head. So she's just a lady body running around. I'm sure he decapitated lots of ladies. So like maybe multiple lady ghosts are being mistaken for one ghost. Oh. They have no identifying features Could of be. the head. Could be that there are several headless ladies running around. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Another one is uh, Ben Franklin's ghost is rumored to have been seen near a library in Pennsylvania. It makes sense. Oh. Once you're struck with lightning, your soul is tethered to this realm. <laughs> 
Okay. Is that, uh, is that a thing? No. <laughs> I mean, I've been electrocuted, but not by lightning. Same. Yeah. Uh, his statue in front of the library was said to dance in the streets. Wow. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's it called? Night of the Museum. Yeah, kind of. I'd be a lot. Uh, I'd be really into ghosts if those were basically the only stories. Is that they come back, you know, and they're dancing around the streets and having a good old time, and then they, you know, go back. Yeah, they disappear. I mean, they could be essentially in heaven. We are seeing their what you know, just a glimpse of what they're doing in heaven. Mm -hmm. Maybe in heaven is a dimension. place on earth. Well, just a different dimension. Yeah, on exactly. Earth. So they're like you know, seeing a. a that rift between mm -hmm. dimensions. Who's to say? I mean, it's cool to think that he's just dancing around up there. Yeah, I mean, that's what sure. I would be doing in heaven. I'd be like, I made it. Right? <laughs> I'm never tired. My muscles never hurt. I could dance forever. Time to dance. Hit it. Uh, Duke Ellington, Frank Sinatra. Uh, like, I'm just thinking the band's got every person you John can John Lennon. Yeah. Oh, Keith guys. Moon. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, anyway. There's uh, a mystery that John Lennon isn't dead that I'm going to try to do. Oh, yeah? Um, Interesting. Okay. I mean. Well, now that you mentioned it here, it would be another episode of Tristan's <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, no, it'll be a Jason. It'll be like uh, Tristan's taint. Is it? It's, it taint a whole episode. It's like it's, it's like adjacent. We got it. We got a whole adjacent. Yeah. Got it. Uh, See, there is a reason for my taint to come out. <laughs> the next on this list is Abe Lincoln. He's said to have been seen near the Springfield Capitol building and his old law offices. And, of course, the White House, where everyone from first ladies to queens to prime ministers have reported citing him, hmm. particularly during FDR's presidency. Oh. Interesting. <clears throat> there are also a few ghostly locations that they pointed out. Uh, battlefields, especially from civil wars. People constantly see ghosts there, apparently, even seeing large swaths of specters, like large armies or what have you i mean it makes sense like the i won't say typical but like a main thought of ghosts is that it happens when there's like a traumatic experience or unfinished whatever that they don't even know they died or whatever it is uh so i could see a lot of that being attributed to like war times or battle definitely people have unfinished business they definitely weren't planning i mean some some people go out there thinking they're going to be a martyr and die for a good cause. Other people, I assume, don't aren't ready for that. I don't think anybody's hoping to. Or at least, I mean, I guess in some circumstances they are. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> There's people out there, man. Yeah. Uh, Gallipoli and the Somme from World War I. Uh, the HMS Queen Mary is oh. reported to have had more than 50 different ghosts. With ladies from a forgotten era swimming in the swimming pool Ooh. and some deck hands being seen uh, up on deck trying to continue their work. I mean, that sucks. Yeah. You're dead, man. You don't have to swab the deck anymore. You're good. <laughs> Someone else is cleaning it. Please rest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get to my own personal experience. Oh, shit. From Abe Lincoln to Collins. Ghosts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I worked at this restaurant in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and it's called Mariah's. Oh, Mariah's. Uh, it is called Mariah's because it was in the Mariah Moore house, 
which is a two-story brick structure built in 1819 to 1820 by Elizabeth Moore, the widow of George Moore. Their daughter Mariah lived in the house until her death in 1888. George and Robert Moore were considered the founders of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay. <clears throat> so it's in this like super historic building. And I feel like everybody when I was working there had a different story for Mariah, whether it was like that she was just like this lonely spinster who had this really sad life and just kind of lived lonely until the end of her days in the house. Mm -hmm. Or there were like, <laughs> you know, everything you can think. So she died an old lady of natural causes. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was, I guess, somewhere at least 80s. I'm not really sure when she had her daughter, you know, I'm not sure when Mariah was born because all we know is that she built the house in 1819, mm -hmm. but it, I guess Mariah had to have been alive before she built the house because her husband had passed away at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Unless there was a ghost that built this house. So Mariah had to be at least 68. Okay. Barring any ghost building. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or ghost impregnating for that matter. Uh, and so, yeah, that's whatever the story is with Mariah. So, yeah, I guess she was a pretty, like, lived at least a decently long life. Minimum mm -hmm. to 68. I'm just trying to think also, like, what would attribute her soul to wanting to hang around the house? Like, was she running something for a while or, like, did she... Here's my only thought about it, is just that as many people as there are, there are just as many perspectives. And so from that, we get just as many strong reasons to stay. Okay. So, like, maybe her reason to stay that was so strong was just because she really liked living in her house. Mm -hmm. You know? Because that, to me, doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But some people, like are in love with their home and like yeah. it defines them almost like they make their house absolutely perfect and how they decorate it every year is like one of their most important things and all that. Kind of like the whole plot of Beetlejuice <clears throat> is, you know, they like their house. They died. They want to keep their house the way it is. These new people move in and try to change their house and they start poltergeisting them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it could be that Mariah has absolutely nothing to do with these stories I'm about to tell you. It could be that there was another spirit who had a traumatic incident at the home or mm -hmm. in the years way after Mariah. Yeah, some passerby just had a very life-changing experience there. I don't really know. For but sure. just for context, <clears throat> excuse me, I need a little water here. It happens. You smoke weed, a little cotton mouth can happen. <laughs> Yes, indeed. It can happen to us all. It, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> it's happening to me. So the restaurant is two levels. There's a lower level, which is the main floor of the restaurant. And there's an addition for like a patio seating, which has even more seating. And then upstairs is the banquet halls. Mm -hmm. And there are space for four banquet rooms upstairs. Sometimes there wouldn't be any banquets at all, and sometimes you'd be the one person working one banquet up there, which was the case for me both times that I had incidents where something unexplainable happened to me. Okay. The first time is pretty simple. So I'm just serving like I normally do. I wrap up my banquet. I'm closing down everything, which includes a tea station, a coffee station, 
all the drink things and you do like some cleaning, mm-hmm. get all your dishes out, get the dishes set up for the next team. And so I had done absolutely everything, cleared it down, was getting ready to do my like last run through, went downstairs to get the person who uh, like checks off everything. And when we came back upstairs, all the tea makers and all the coffee makers were running, making tea and coffee again. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, so no explanation on who was there. I had cleared everything out, so it didn't make sense that anything was going. Right, or would even have coffee or tea stuff in it to exactly. make. Exactly, yeah. This has also happened to me on another occasion where it was running again, but like... There was no bucket underneath, so it was just, like, draining onto the floor. Making a mess, ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make a pot of tea. Right. Uh, The next one is way freakier to me. So, in the rooms, when you break everything down, they have these heavy wooden chairs. And they're, like, sturdy. You know, they're used for restaurants, so they... It's not a light chair. Right. This is a a nice establishment. Yeah. It definitely was a nice place. You can get a steak there for sure. There's like three or four different steaks on the menu. And yeah, it could be pretty fancy if you wanted it to be. And uh, it's still there in Bowling Green, by the way, if you want to get some fancy American food. Shout out (laughs) Colin Turner and they'll give you a disc. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, Colin Turner, who? (laughs) But uh, yeah, there are. Oh, the famous Colin Turner. (laughs) They're next to the Hot Rod Stadium now, which is the local baseball team. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, so same situation. I'm closing down for the night. These heavy wooden chairs, in order to close down the tables in this one dining room, you have to flip them all up so that the seat is sitting Mm -hmm. onto the table. Like standard. Standard. You do it in every restaurant pretty much. So you can like vacuum under it and do all the stuff. Exactly. So I had done that, flipped them right side, you know, proper side up. And same scenario, closing everything down, went downstairs, came up in a matter of, I'd say, less than two minutes. So less than 120 seconds, I go back to that dining room and something like 80 chairs have been set on top of the tables, right side up. So feet on the top surface of the table. Dang, that's... That's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, Unless, like, someone loves fucking with you at that point. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I won't totally rule that out as a possibility. What I will say is that would be insanely fast. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything significant from people flipping chairs yeah. and twisting them and turning them. And it would probably be loud because you're trying to do it fast. Like, you're not, like, delicately doing each chair. Exactly. And this is a matter of two minutes. They would have had to have been literally watching me put everything away and close everything down. If they did it, it would be a stroke of brilliance so good that like (laughs) 10 gyms from the office would have had to coordinate together to make this prank happen on me. So for me, I don't think that it's even technically possible. Right, and what would the payoff be? Because it's not like they came out and were like, meh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they've never pointed it out that they tricked me if they did successfully trick me, which... Holding on to that glory would be so hard, <laughs> and I would be so impressed by that. This is like but, on their deathbed, Colin. But yeah. <laughs> tell you. Damn it! I've been telling that story on the podcast. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, I came up with the woman who, like, checks all the things off, and she was just, like, equally mesmerized as I was. And I was like, this is not how I put the chairs up. And we just kind of had a minute where we, like, took in the room and just... It was very, like, eerie feeling, that kind of, like, cold tingle on your spine that people mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, we got to do these chairs right. And so we took them all down, put them up the right way that they didn't, like, fall off the tables or whatever. And... What you didn't know is if you had looked at it from an aerial view, the chairs would have spelled out a word. Mm. Martha. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> but yeah, those are my two ghost experiences uh, from Mariah specifically. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anything else that was as significant as that in my life where I could point to it and be like, whoa, that's weird. But I think we've all had that like where either a light flicks on or you hear like a random noise, something falls that was perfectly fine on the table or something. Yeah. I remember my first Friday the 13th, we were at a sleepover and they had this big glass orb out in the hallway for the like uh, lighting feature. And at some point we we're all just like hanging out and we just heard this big boom and went out in the hallway and realized the entire Thing had just fallen from the ceiling and shattered Ooh. and nobody was there and no discernible reason for it happening or whatever so right like wasn't like particularly windy or anything like yeah that. no hmm nothing like that's happened to me and that's why i don't tend to believe in ghosts sure um, i need to actually have experienced it and then like like been able to like and I maybe some weird stuff has happened to me but I've been able to like say explain it away with oh maybe this very unlikely thing happened like even <laughs> like if it, if that chair thing happened to me I'd be like huh maybe five guys ran in here <laughs> did this real fast they knew exactly how long it would take me to go downstairs and break whatever the hell you know and they were like we can get this done in exactly x amount of time <laughs> and then now you're just like man how stoned was I? Yeah, right? Did I, what, did I lose time? What? Maybe I went to, how long was I down there? I'd also like to point out that this is, uh, I'm the only person working upstairs, so there's nobody else like working up there. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, the restaurant is operating at this time. Right, so, people got more important pressing issues to take care of. I mean, like they could have maybe snuck out for a prank, but organizing people to sneak out from the floor to like prank me, it seems just so unlikely and difficult. Yeah. I've never directly asked any of the people I was working with that night, but uh, I would be very surprised if anybody. I mean, I would be asking them. It's just, you know, for no I, other reason than, hey, has have you ever been working here and the just chairs all were I told on everybody the about it. Sure. Like that it happened. But I didn't go like, hey, were you fucking you? Because <laughs> I do have exactly in mind, like, the people I would think of. Who would. Who would be, like, like tricker, tricksters, you know. Yeah. And even then, I, I just, I, it still doesn't explain it by any means to me. Yeah. I it, haven't had any experiences, but I am still a believer in uh, the unexplained. Yeah, sure. Uh, my the ladies in my family have had experiences. My mom, my sister, my aunt, to the point where they had a séance. Okay. Uh, but again, I have spent just as much time in that place as they have, and never had any of the similar experiences. Similar experiences, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Well, we do have a few plausible uh, explanations that science comes up with mm -hmm. for people science. seeing ghosts. Uh, one is simply the power of suggestion. So like the idea that uh, if you go to the haunted uh, mental institution on the edge of town or whatever mm -hmm. and spend the night, you're probably going to have something happen because you want it to happen. Or that it's you like, will attribute to. Exactly. Like if you maybe scratch the side of your arm in your sleep. And you wake, yeah. And you wake up, you know, all of a sudden that's a much bigger deal because you're there or what have you. So that's the idea is just simply that people want to believe something so they will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, another one is the idea that a lot of this stuff is happening on electromagnetic fields or it's happening in conjunction with some sort of sound that okay. makes it significant. I so, mean, there are like low dust bowl noises that will make you or your body feel unsettled and you won't even hear it, but you will feel the unsettlingness of it just based off of the like dust bowl vibration or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I was going to point out. It's They did a study where they play music and then underneath it put those tones that you're talking about and people would report like unsettling, troubling feelings even though the music was generally positive. Hmm. And uh, the electromagnetic fields thing is just simply the idea that that's where like the spine tingling or like the weird feelings like that come well, from. Well, we are energetic beings. We put off our own electromagnetic electromagnetic fields so inter other fields interfering with that would definitely like regulate on a subconscious level we're just like that um electric gremlin in gremlins too <laughs> <laughs> i also just attribute it sometimes to like uh your brain's like fight or flight mechanism like even if you don't believe in ghosts like i know people who i know people who don't believe in ghosts and have had this experience where it's like you have to turn off all the lights downstairs before you go like upstairs. Oh, yeah. And like, for whatever reason on the way upstairs, once everything's like dark, you're just kind of like, Oh yeah. It's like, people don't even believe, but it's just like that fight or flight, you know, survival kind of like, I don't know what's behind me. My senses are kind of like, uh, dimmed or. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I a hundred percent relate to that. My basement back home, even though it was like finished, nice basement, we had like a pool table and like air hockey, and it's not a scary basement. Right. You know, it's there's no furnace exposed <laughs> or anything like that, and that's exactly how I left it every time. Even probably now, as a 32 year old, <laughs> I would probably turn out those lights gradually and then run up those fucking stairs. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a third option is that they are toxic hallucinations. The idea that uh, whether it's carbon monoxide poisoning because of a leak or if it's like some kind of gas or a presence of um, toxic substances, whether it's in the food that's eaten locally or what have you. I believe that. I mean, they say that's what happened at the Salem witch trials is that it was like uh, fungus bread that yeah. they're all eating and they're all just like tripping balls and like seeing stuff and like then their male misogyny was like, oh, they're witches. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure. I, she had sex with me in my brain. She's definitely a witch. Yep. <laughs> exactly. She's trying to make me cheat on my wife. <laughs> she looked at me. She glanced in my direction. <laughs> uh, another explanation is early onset dementia. 
Oh. Also potentially brought on by a toxic substance. I will say this. I've heard people talk about this, that it could be like dementia. Because a lot of like people, as they get close to death, have more experiences of like, you know, talking to loved ones or preparing sure. for like the transition into death. Um, and people have done studies. And the thing with dementia is that it there's no order to it. Like it's just bizarre, mixed up information sure and these experiences are very specific and have very much detail in our like you know so it's like a little and like i feel like different parts of your brain are being activated when you have onset dementia yeah i should point out that none of these are considered an adequate explanation for sure yeah they're all just theories um I, I don't have any early onset dementia. I didn't stack those chairs upright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I did do a bunch it. of whippets right before that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I always took my little hit of acid before work. <laughs> How else do you get through a shift? Yeah, it's just therapeutic microdosing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then the final uh, explanation that they put forward is sleep paralysis. That it's simply a trick of the psychology of the brain that's happening like in between the dream state and the living state. I definitely believe that some of that is true because a lot of people attribute experiences to like having a stuck feeling like while they're sleeping, like they can't move or they're paralyzed or they have like, they feel like there's a shadow over them or something like that. That is similar to like sleep paralysis. I'm not saying all of those experiences are sleep paralysis, but like also that is a thing. I've definitely had that experience where you wake up before your body does and you're like, uh, uh, why am I not moving? And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, like <laughs> throw up your limbs because they finally got activated or whatever. Oh, wow. It's I, not a great feeling. I was going to say, it's got to be a trip. I've never felt that. I have slept on my arm where like the blood doesn't get to the arm and then you wake up and like for whatever reason, like you can't, you gotta like lift your hand up and turn <laughs> yeah. the alarm off or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Where your arm went numb because you slept on the wrong way. Yeah. I've had that, but not like full body paralysis. I've never had paralysis, but I have like dreamt that I was playing soccer and then like went to kick the ball and like kicked in real life. And I woke up because it was, my leg was up in the air. <laughs> I believe oh, yeah. that happens. My dad used to, he plays a lot of soccer and he would like fall asleep on the couch and he would like have soccer dreams all the time where he would like, <laughs> you know, like when you see dogs like kicking yeah. in <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about is Lou doing that. I mean, that's what my dad always used to say like when I was a kid and I'd climb in bed with him is that I would play soccer in my sleep because I'd just be kicking like crazy. So... Mm-hmm. Knows. it's just that like yeah connection that i forget what it's called but there is a thing where like your brain goes and like disconnects from your body because your brain is still gonna like be active sleeping and processing stuff or whatever and your body has to like be separated from that so it can like rest or whatever sure uh i don't know what it's you know the science part of that i don't know <laughs> it's a thing though uh-huh. One thing that I found interesting uh, in this research is one study had people share their stories. So like they brought a group of individuals together and they had, you know, if anybody here has a story and once two or three stories were told that generally yielded 100% of belief. So like if people were able to hear a few stories from people in person, that was enough to convince pretty much everybody. Mm. So I don't know. That's just kind of an interesting 
thing that this one study found. Obviously, a social experiment. Yeah, obviously their numbers were significantly smaller than like the Pew research. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's a lot like saying, you know, like after you attend this meeting, you go, they ask you, well, do you believe in ghosts? It's like, well. I believe in those people, so I yeah, guess. Right. <laughs> I was thinking it's more like you go to a comedy and like you're more likely to laugh if other people are laughing or whatever. Sure. Like if so, you know, I don't know what it is, but like mm. people feel more comfortable with like laughing out loud at stuff if other people have already broken the, the oh, yeah. or whatever. Sure, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. So I don't know. Could be there are ghosts. Yeah, I mean, I believe in Colin, <laughs> <laughs> right? but I don't. I don't believe in ghosts because I can't. I've not seen them, and I can't. Ex I can't explain them. Also, there's like a difference between saying I'm open to the possibility that ghosts exist and saying I 100% believe they exist. All I'm telling you is that I have two stories that I cannot explain. Mm -hmm. Sure, and that makes me more likely to believe that there's something unexplainable in this world. Do I believe in ghosts? No, not personally. I still believe that there's some strange explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Fucking Mark and Billy at it again. But I would be more likely to believe that like a dimensional rift opened up and <laughs> that caused a negative Discharge wind distortion that flipped all the chairs. That makes more sense. Or like... Yeah, I don't know. But ghosts, question mark, who knows? There's a really great episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. About, uh, the new one, yeah. About ghosts that specifically centers around after the tsunami when there was a large loss of life mm -hmm. in Japan suddenly. And that gives a really interesting look at it that makes it hard to deny that there's something here. Right. Yeah, based on their story, their stories were the closest that I came to. But I'm like, maybe there are ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, that's they're just attacking me with anecdotes now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are my stories. Um, if you all have personal ghost stories, we would love to hear. Yes, please send those in. If you yeah. have something that's unexplainable, if you saw something, if you had a spirit that spoke to you. How have you made contact? Yeah, convince me of ghosts. <laughs> Do you have another explanation for any of these things? Like, could it have been aliens playing pranks on Colin? I mean, he might have just experienced a dramatic loss in time, as was be brought on with aliens. And, um, you know, maybe they were all sitting there, you know, fucking chumming it up. They were having a banquet over here in Bowling Green. And they're <laughs> like, all right, guys, we got to bounce. Hey, how were these chairs set up? Yeah, just put them on top of the table. All right. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm frozen standing in the corner. <laughs> They're like playing parcheesi up there. <laughs> and yeah. then I, they clean everything up put, and then unfreeze me. And I'm just like, oh, I better go get my manager to check me out. I, I like that idea. Or maybe you were partying with them and getting crazy and you and were all... had to wipe it. Yeah, you were part of the prank. You're like, oh, guys, let's put these... Chairs on the tables will be hilarious. And then, like, they wipe your mind. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I like that. I mean, that, that could be. <laughs> could be just a, a lonely cryptid, you know? Yeah. That uh, it's just really wispy. Really fast cryptid. It's like an air cryptid. We talked about cloud uh, beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which are, like, 
animals made of cloud. I don't know yeah, how more I could explain like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it could be something like that. What if it was a bunch of Bigfoots and in order to sit down properly on the chairs, they had to be stacked on the tables? Because <laughs> they're so tall. Yeah. They, they needed a ring of chairs to take one Bigfoot butt. <laughs> could be. I like that one. <laughs> Let us know what you think. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And with that, you and your friends pile back into your little van, and you decide, maybe it's not the best idea to chase after this one ghost story. Let's just eat snacks and get high. Yeah, let's hot box the shit out of this van. <laughs> <laughs> For High Mystery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a little out of order. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Bye. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.